the glass and in Not killing his beat to do It's the third win against the top ten And the Orange had him all the way They didn't look into your heart They didn't look into your heart They didn't look into my heart Three for the win battle Bang! Boom! As the Orange do it again The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We are brought to you in part by Duntire. Just one guest lined up for you today, SU assistant coach Adrian Autry, set to join us at 1.30. Up until then, though, phone lines are open. We want to hear from you at 315-437-7644. You spent an hour with Coach Autry last night. I did. Anything... uh, Interesting pop-up over the course of 60 minutes? Uh, you know, we were talking about Georgetown, obviously, because they, they play this weekend, and uh, we, we might have to ask Coach Autry to tell the story again, but he uh, he played, his freshman year was against the Alonzo Morning Dikembe Mutombo Georgetown, and uh, he decided to drive on them just to prove a point. How'd it and, go for uh, him? Well, it, it went, he said. He said he he was really excited about it. He he wasn't nervous. He he said he told Billy Owens right, right before he said I got this, and then uh, he drove and he saw them coming at him and he got the shot up as fast as he ever gotten a shot up in his life. Did it go in? No, of course not. But at least he tried, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, that's how I asked him. I said, did did freshman Adrian Autry even attempt to to go at that duo? And he was like, once. And then I learned my lesson. <laughs> well, we have a lot to get to on the show today. As Max alluded to in the update, some baseball news uh, to get to regarding the New York Yankees and the fallout from this John Carlos Stanton trade as they try to stay under the luxury tax. They make a deal right before uh, we came on the air today. Brian Mitchell, Chase Headley going to the Padres in exchange for outfielder Jabari Blash. We'll get into that. Uh, there's also a report out there from Bob Nightingale of USA Today that the Yankees are pursuing another arm for their rotation, Patrick Corbin, the local kid among those uh, that they're taking a look at. So we'll get into some baseball. We have to talk some NFL at some point. The Patriots with a, a head-scratching do we have to? loss we do uh, have last to? night on the road in Miami. Well, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts, Seth, on, on who the best team in the NFL is right yeah, now. I don't know. Is it the Eagles, but you don't have Carson Wentz moving forward? He's out with a torn ACL. Are you going to pick the Eagles as your top team, knowing that it's Nick Foles from here on out? Is it the Patriots, and you just chalk it up to, well, they were injured, and, and Gronk was out on suspension, and they, they just had an off night? Zero for 11 on third downs uh, last night for the New England Patriots. First time that's happened for that franchise since 1991. So we can talk some NFL as the show moves along, but I do want to start with SU basketball and this question that that I tweeted out, and I know you you tweeted it out as well, and and we've discussed it briefly before the show, but I wanted to save our thoughts uh, for when we hit the air. And the question is this: If last year's SU men's basketball team played this year's SU men's basketball team, who would win and why? And again, we want to hear from you at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. I'll give you first crack at it, Seth. Last year's team would win. Last year's team would win because they would very simply uh, outscore this year's team. Uh, Last year's team had had no offensive issues, was a very, very good offensive team, could shoot the three, could score in a couple of different ways. Torian Thompson, Tyler Lydon down low, uh, you know, John Gillen, 
Andrew White, Tyus Battle, Tor- and, and Tyler Lydon shooting the ball. They could score in a lot of different ways, and this team can't. So even though last year's team couldn't stop anything, uh, I don't know that this year's team would score enough against that. It's an interesting comparison because you look at the stats, and they, they are so different, the, these teams. I mean, last year's team, you're right, scored a lot, averaged better than 76 points per game, and that was at the end of the season. This team right now through non-conference, and they haven't played the big boys yet for the most part. Yes, they played Kansas and, and Maryland and UConn, but they've got you know Duke and Carolina and Virginia and all those still to come. Last year's team, over the course of the entire season, averaged better than 76 points per game. This one right now is at 72.2. That's 233rd in the country. This year's team is a lot better on the glass, a lot better defensively. You look at the rebounding margin, and again, this is prior to ACC competition, but Syracuse right now fourth in the country in rebounding margin at better than 12 per game, plus 12 per game. Last year's team, the rebounding margin was plus three for the entire season. Defensively, they're obviously a lot better. Um, We know that with steals and blocks. Um, They're still giving up a lot of threes, but not even to the point of uh, last year's team gave up an average of 39% shooting from three-point range in ACC play to their opponents. Uh, This year's team is right at 35%. Again, not great, but we know that they're better defensively. They're getting more steals, more blocks uh, than last year's squad, and and they're rebounding the basketball. So it's an interesting comparison because they're two very different teams. Oh, they're, they're totally different teams, and this year's team might actually be better, right? Like This year's team might actually be a better team than last year's team. I think the defense is light years ahead of what last year's defense was. But I I just look at this team, and I I look at the team as presently constituted this year, and I don't know that they would score enough against a team that has higher higher firepower on offense. And I, I don't mean that just in this hypothetical, if this year's team could play Andrew White, John Gillen, Tyler Lydon, Torian Thompson, and last year's team, but like, do it in real terms, right? Do that in do this this same activity in in real terms. Kansas had high firepower offense. They couldn't score to stick with them. They held that de- they held that offense down well below their season average on offense, but they couldn't stick with them, right? So I I don't even think this is the hypothetical of well, I'm not sure if that team can score even against a bad defensive team. That team, this team wouldn't be able to score against enough against last year's team to win that game. So I think for that simple reason, I would have to pick Syracuse from from last year to beat this year's it's team. It's interesting to point out that through nine games last year, uh, this team was six and three, right? And the losses were to South Carolina, Wisconsin, and UConn. Through nine games this year, we know that the record is is eight and one. But could they have lost that game to UConn? Could they have lost to Maryland? Absolutely. I mean, we could be talking about the right. same record. Now we're not, and and that's a credit to this year's team and their ability to get it done in crunch time and to make plays down the stretch. But we forget that you know it was not a disaster from day one last year, right? I mean, their their losses in non conference to Wisconsin, South Carolina. Obviously, the UConn game felt like a bad loss at the time. They played bad that night. It was fifty two fifty game. They played poorly in the South Carolina game. They could have won. They that did, game. but South Carolina they, was pretty good. South Carolina looks. They went to the Final Four. Yes, they were a good team last year. You know, they, defensively especially a very right, good team. Right, Wisconsin's always a, a good defensive team. Plays a slow, drawn out style, but that felt like a, a bad performance as well in Madison. 
you know, I, I think that the Georgetown game felt like a bad offensive performance, right? That that was the game that, that was Tyler at, that was game number ten. That, that was my point. Okay, if sorry, you, I, I took yeah. the first nine okay. on face value, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I'm I'm just comparing them in that it's not out of the realm of possibility that this year's team could be six and three. Sure, and last year's team was six and three through nine games, getting ready to take on Georgetown. And sure, that, I mean, I, look, we we talked about the Maryland game, and that was you know a, a, as close a game as it gets, and it was back and forth, and it was exciting. That game easily could have gone either way. Uh, you you look at the UConn game. Uh, if Pascal Chukwu doesn't block that shot and Frank Howard doesn't follow it up with two free throws, that could easily have turned and been a loss. Uh, so yeah, th- this team very easily could be sitting here at six and three right now. But instead, they're eight and one, and they've matched last year's non-conference record through nine games. With that being said, my gut reaction to the question is, I think last year's team would win as well because of the offensive firepower. But they are two very different teams. I would love to see that game, right? You've got Gillen and White and Lydon and Tyus Battle as a freshman and Tyler Roberson. And again, if you if you go position by position, you know, would Roberson be able to outperform Moyer slash Dolajai? Is uh, Lydon in the middle of the zone did better he, than did, Chuku? Did did Roberson show for four years that he can outperform some what nights, you're getting right now? Sometimes, sometimes, some nights he did, and that's why I would love to see the game. Lydon in the middle of that zone opposed to Chuku. Very different players. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've got the defensive presence and the shot blocker with Chuku. You've got the the matchup nightmare with with Tyler Lydon and obviously an NBA talent. You know, you've got White who is a a knockdown shooter from three point range, but he's not going to be able to get by you. Would you rather him or and he's not Tyus really going to defend or rebound either. Would you rather him or Tyus Battle as a sophomore who can score? You know, he can hit the three, he can pull up mid range, he can get to the basket. He he seems more versatile. It's it it's a fascinating matchup. My gut says that last year's team probably would win, but to your point, this year's team may turn out to be better because they do. The little things. They rebound. They get on the floor. They play defense. This year's team, I think, could end up being better at the end of the day than last year's team. But in ter- it's it's just hard to look at the talent that was on last year's roster. And if they if they went head-to-head and if you go position by position, I think you would have to give the edge to last year's team. Yeah. like I, I think, again, this year's team might be better, but I think it's, uh, in, an, in a weird way, it's a bad matchup. To, for for this year's team to go play a team built like the SU team from last year. Um, and uh, I think that goes back to what we were talking about before last season, right? Last year's team was very talented. Last year's team had a lot of offensive firepower, had a lot of really good offensive players, had some really good uh, experienced offensive players. And this year's team doesn't quite have that. And, and so what last year's team lacked defensively, they made up for offensively. And you saw that in the NC State game. You saw that in the Clemson game. You saw that, you know, over the course of the season when they would get some of those big wins, it would be because they simply outscored people. The Virginia game, they just outscored Virginia, right? Like, yeah, sure, they made some stops, but they, they just outscored them. And they sped up Virginia enough to, to get some more possessions. This year's team, I don't see ever doing that. Now, that that might be better for the long run. That might make them a tournament team. That might mean that they go further in the tournament than the second round of the NIT. Uh, but it, it feels like a bad matchup of, you know, talent versus talent if you were to match up the past two years' teams. I threw out the, the offensive scoring numbers. Last year's team averaging better than 76 points per game. This year's team again through nine games averaging 72 points per game. How about this? Last year's team 
made better than 38% of their three-point attempts. This year's team at about 28%, 28.5%. Right. That is a big difference. This year's team, 333rd in the country in three-point percentage offense. On the flip side of things, this year's team... Among the top 20 in scoring defense, giving up less than 62 points per game. Last year's team gave up 71 points per game over the course of the entire season. 75 and a half in ACC play. So again, they very different teams. They could yeah. score, they could hit the three, they could not defend. And it's it's almost the opposite. You know, this year's team is off to a very slow start in terms of right. outside shooting. But defensively, they've been very good. They've been very good on the backboards. And, and again, I think that's going to translate at the end of the day into more wins because defense travels, yep. rebounding yep. travels. If you can limit your opponent to one and done, and and you can if you can hold your your opponent in the sixties, let's say every single night or, or you know most nights, you're going to be in a lot of games, even if you struggle on the offensive end. And they've got three guys offensively between Howard, Battle, and Brissett that they are so so versatile that if you can stay in games and keep it close, and I made this point yesterday, and I, I, I would like to discuss it again today in regards to you know which quote-unquote big three would you rather have, this year's or last year's, they are so versatile that in some, ways, them? in some ways I think they are more dangerous than last year's team in close games. And I, I don't think it's a coincidence or a fluke that we saw this year's team beat UConn in a very similar game to the one that was last year. And I don't think it's a fluke that we saw this year's team beat Maryland and win a close game, whereas last year's team struggled, especially early on in close games. I think there's a reason for that. Yeah, the the reason is this team knows how to play defense. This team cares about rebounding. This team and dives on the floor the and gets the yes- loose balls. And, and the point from yesterday being they're a little, I think they're a little more versatile yes. with their top three players. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that, but I I think the the idea that in close games you have to lock down on defense for a possession, you have to be able to shut out your opponent and and get that rebound so that you don't have. Uh, a second chance. You have to be able to dive on the loose uh, on the floor to get that loose ball, right? So if, if you just dive at at each opportunity, if you if you do the little things a little bit more, right? Then it, it feels like in close games you're a little bit more apt to win, maybe than just being able to score. Being able to score is nice. You've got to be able to do that, but. In order to win these close games, and I think we saw it in the Maryland game, play defense at the end. We saw it in the in the UConn game for sure, play defense at the end. Uh, that's how you win closer games. You don't win them by outscoring people. And Syracuse, you know, only did that how many times last year? Clemson and, and NC State, you can really point to as, ah, well, we're not going to play any defense at all, but we're going to score more than you. And at the end of the day, we'll walk away with a win. That only worked twice. For what it's worth, we th- we threw it on Twitter, and uh, th- we've got one response for last year's team, one response for this year's team. So sounds like people are, are split on this, and and I think you can make a case for both sides. My gut says, you know, I would give the edge to, to last year's team, but I do think this year's team ultimately is going to have more wins and, and turn out to be better. We want to hear from you. 315-437-7644. Going to take our first time out on the show. Orange Nation rolls on right after this on ESPN Radio. The home of Mets baseball, ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Steven Seth back with you on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Phone lines open at 315-437-7644. Adrian Autry set to join us. 
at 130. Who would win between last year's team and this year's team? And which quote-unquote big three would you prefer to have? Frank Howard, Tyus Battle, O'Shea Brissett, John Gillen, Andrew White, Tyler Lydon. Seth, you and I... So we both said last year would win and we'd rather have this year's core. Correct. Right. And neither of us think it's a uh, particularly compelling argument, right? I think you could have a a lengthy debate on who would win between this year's team and last year's team. Again, they were so different. One was so good offensively. One is is so good defensively and on the backboard, so on and so forth. I think the question about which big three you would rather have in a close game, tie game, four minutes left, which big three do you want? To me, I think it's it's this year's core of, of Howard Battle-Brissett, and I, I think it's... I don't even think it's close. I, no, I think I'm, it's you know, and that's that's no disrespect to Tyler. Obviously, Tyler Lydon's a great player, but yes. the way that those three complemented each other compared to the way that these three complement each other, I think it's a no-brainer. They play off each other much better. Uh, it 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 actually feels like it works and is a team and not a collection of individuals this year. Uh, I, I think that the players are also a little bit more well-rounded. Uh, it, it just it feels like a better trio. End of game, ball in your hands. You can give any three of them, uh, any three of them, the ball, and they can make a play, dribbling towards the basket, shooting, passing. I, I like this year's trio a little bit more. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Let's go to the phone lines. Dean in Liverpool kicking us off today on Orange Nation. Hey, Dean. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Fine, thanks. Uh, interesting discussion um, between uh, what's considered a solid year and what's not. First of all, I just want to comment on what you guys were just talking about with the combinations, and uh, I think you're exactly right. We had a lot of talent last year, but it just seems like the chemistry wasn't there, and it seems like everybody was afraid to step on each other's toes, and it turned out like, you know, Gillen was like the most dominant, you know, whoever had the most aggressive personality, I guess, would do it. Then this year, it just seems like uh, no one seems to mind if someone else, you know, pushes it and if they're feeling hot to go for it because like I'm sure Battle is looking for someone to take any kind of pressure off him you know because he knows he's going to get his during the course of a game no question about that yeah I brought this up the other day Dean that in the Colgate game three times in the second half Colgate got it to either six or seven and each time Syracuse answered one of the times it was Howard with the answer one time it was Battle one time it was Brissett and to me that is a really good sign that when you know push came to shove and it got to be crunch time and the opponent made it close three different guys stepped up and made plays and I'm not sure we would have saw that out of last year's team Oh, definitely not. And uh, also what constitutes a solid year, I mean, I came in to watch the first few games, and I'm just trying to get to know the team. You go to the first games in person, and it's just like I had no idea what this team was going to be. And we were predicted to go 13 and 18 by some sources. And uh, to me, what constitutes a decent year, because we don't know what the ACC conference is going to bring, if you're going to get your banging day in, day out, three games a week, you know, it's going to be tough. These teams are all going to be sized fairly similarly to us. But I think, uh, obviously, a tournament would be uh, – overall for the program, I get what you were saying. You know, the second Sunday is, you know, Sweet 16. That's what's considered normally a solid, decent year, you know, good year. And uh, But I think this year making the tournament would be huge. I, I would almost – it's obviously, I think, above expectation. Now they're being tempered because we're seeing these guys have some ability. So I think we're, I don't want to fall into the trap of predicting more, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the ACC. So I think finishing above 500 would be decent. We might sound a little disappointed if we don't make the tournament because now our expectations are being pumped up. But 
I think, like you said, we have to wait for the first couple weeks of conference play. There's a lot of teams that are really good right now, and we have to beat, we have to beat the Boston Colleges, uh, the Wake Forests. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams with good records. We have no idea how we would stand compared to a Clemson or Virginia Tech, and that's that's key. But um, I think uh, uh, definitely the tournament. I think we can we can all pinch ourselves if if they make the tournament and if they finish a few games above 500. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be I would be disappointed if they don't make the tournament like I always am. But I wouldn't be disappointed in this team. I guess let's put it that yeah, way. I, I would a- still think that they put forth a great effort to get to that point never having played together before and being as young as they are. That's a great point, Dean. I, I appreciate you checking in. That's a good way to look at it. And while last year's team, you knew that you were going to lose essentially half the roster, and that's what happened. You lost six guys off last right. year's team. That is not going to happen to this year's team. You're not going to have Geno Thorpe. You don't have him anyway now, but going into the season, you knew, okay, he's here for one year. You may lose Tyus Battle, and as he continues to play like this, I think the likelihood continues to go right. up that Tyus Battle is gone, but everybody else is coming back, and you've got a really good recruiting class coming in next year. So I think that that's a great point that if you feel like this year's team is maximizing its potential right now and if you know if they don't make the tournament or if they're they're out after the first weekend you can look at it and say that team gave you everything you can't be disappointed in that now here's the one thing i will disagree with uh if this team only finishes a couple games above 500 i'll be disappointed because that would mean that they would have played let's say they finished two games over 500 you're saying with an overall record or in yeah, the ACC? overall okay that would mean they fit, they played seven games under in, in ACC play? Right, that's not good. Right, and I don't think that this team is that bad. You know, like, I think that this team is better than seven games under five hundred in ACC play. Like, that's really hard to do. Dean is right, though, in that it is dangerous to ramp up our expectations a lot because we saw that during the SU football season, right? Syracuse no, beat Clemson, and, and, and then and, all of a sudden it was like, well, this team's going eight and four. And that was, that, was, that was not realistic. No, that's fine. And, and I don't know that we're getting ahead of ourselves to say 500 in ACC play. No, I don't right? think that's ahead like of I, ourselves either. I don't either. think no. that's unreasonable. And, and look, if they finish this off, right, if this team goes 11-2 and two in non-conference and then they go 500 in ACC play, you're at 20 wins. Going like, to the ACC tournament. Right, going to the – like, you're in good shape. Yes. So I, I don't think it's unreasonable for for that to be a new baseline expectation that this team could play 500 or close to it in ACC play. I mean, last year's team was 10 and 8 in the ACC. Last year's team was over 500 in the ACC, and we think this year's team might be a better all around team than last year's team. This team should be able to go 500. Back to the phone lines. John in Syracuse next up on Orange Nation. Hey, John. How you doing? Good. How Do are you, you really think this is a tournament team? Uh, yeah, I think it could be. I, again, we have yeah, to see bubble, how this thing plays out at ACC, end. but it, it, the numbers are there. If you go 11-2, and two, and again, I think that's conservative. You're giving them one more loss in non-conference. You go 11-2 and two in non-conference with a couple wins on the road slash neutral site, and then you go... 500 in, in the toughest conference in the country? Yeah, I think that gets you in. I don't know. It's But you know what's really sad is to watch, look at teams like Seton Hall now that are hanging around the top 20 the last two or three years. And Villanova, which is hanging around the top five every year now. When's the last time we were even in the top 25? It's I think it's really sad how far this program has fallen. They were in a Final Four two years sad. ago. John, yeah, you do remember they were in the Final Four two years ago, right? 
Yeah, I remember that, but still. So I don't, I don't know if you could say they've fallen. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. And, and listen, it's been a, a challenging three, four years for this program. Obviously, but they've that been includes through a, lot. a Final Four run right. and a twenty-five and zero start. And, and now you're on the opposite yeah. side of that, and you've got Jalen Carey coming in, and Darius Baisley coming in, and Buddy Bayheim coming in, and this core coming back. Whether or not it includes Tyus Battle, that's you know that remains to be seen. This team is going to be ranked to start next season. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They probably will be, yeah. Probably? Yeah. I think I think they will be. Let's see exactly who comes back off this year. Let's see if O'Shea Brissett keeps going and averages a double-double, are you getting nervous about him? Uh I mean, I don't think so. I no. think he's coming back, but no, I don't think I don't I, I mean, wouldn't put him in that category, but you never know, right? I think one guy that it's you're Tyus probably going to lose is Tyus Battle. Right. And you're going to have the core of everybody else coming back, plus a really good recruiting class. This team's going to be ranked going into next year. I think so. Uh, our producer, Max Burgandy, just stopped by the studio. Uh, Max, you uh, you do not completely agree with us. Uh, Surprise. No, not at all, actually. Um, this year's team is miles better than last year's team. Um, this team actually has identity. People know how to play on this team and what role they're supposed to absorb. Last year, you saw Gillen try to take over. You saw White try to do things out of his comfort zone. You saw Leiden try to do things out of his comfort zone. The three losses they had the last year at this point, trying to figure everything out early on, South Carolina scored 50 points. Wisconsin scored 60 points. UConn scored 50 points. This team is completely better than last year. They put up 60 on Kansas. I understand that's not a lot. I understand that's not a lot. This team defensively last year, allowing 71 points per game, only scoring 76. You say that this team lacks and is worse in the offensive side this year? Scoring 72 points a game out of the gate this year. And allow. And I know that's against That number's skewed. I know it's skewed. skewed. I know it's skewed. But... The number that jumps off the page of me is they're only allowing 60 points per game. Right. And those right. numbers are skewed because the numbers that, that I, we're throwing yes, out there are I for, all of, for all of last year. And I, last year's team averaged 76 points over the course of the entire season, which again, and that's through the ACC when they played you know, Carolina team, and Duke. This year's team isn't going to average 76 through non-conference play. Correct. So I, I think that that is a, a big right. thing to, this is to what take I, note of. And, and look, this year's team is much better defensively. But I think we saw last year that last year's team, you know, uh, the Wisconsin game, the South Carolina game, early season. Take those, you know, uh, put those aside. They could score against some pretty good defensive teams. I mean, they did against Virginia it later. It, it doesn't like, matter no, though if you're giving I'm, up 80 points I, a game like I, they were. I agree, but I, I have no faith that if we're going in this hypothetical, that this year's team would be able to score on last year's team either, or or they wouldn't be able to score enough to to win that game. That's what I'm trying to say is that. Last year's offense scored enough, even against good defenses later on, that they would still score enough, I think, to outscore this year's team. That's kind of my point, Max, is that you look at all the weapons last year's team had, and I just think this would be a it would be a bad matchup for this year's team, if that makes any sense. What are you going to do with Tyler Lydon? What are you going to do with Torian Thompson? You've got Andrew White, who is a you know a knockdown shooter, and we've seen that this year's team, as good as they are defensively, they have been prone to giving up open threes. Opponents is, are shooting better than 35% but when from is downtown. That, when has that them. not happened against the Syracuse team? 
That just happens sometimes. That's a fluke. And like you say, the numbers are skewed. Last year's last year's defense gave up better than 38% from three-point range in ACC competition. That team was atrocious defensively. But my point is, is that this year's team is still giving up open threes. Last year's team had the ability to knock it down. This year's team doesn't really have that ability. So again, if we're going, you know, that roster against this roster, I think it's just it would just be a bad matchup for this team. I do think at the end of the day, this year's team is ultimately going to have a better record. Yes. And I think this year's team is a can better very team. well go to the NCAA yeah. tournament. I think that this year's team is easier to root for than Absolutely. last year's team, if you you're an SU like, fan. And you also say this team can't score, but do you really think O'Shea Brissett is going to shoot 23% from three for his entire career? Do you think Frank Howard... Probably. Well, I do you don't, think that Frank Howard is going to shoot 24% from three? Frank Howard think, hasn't shown me that he can shoot better than 20% from three. So, yeah, it I doesn't do. Matter. I'm saying I test comfortability. Brissett, obviously, he even said it in one of his pregame or uh, early season interviews. It's way different when you come to the Carrier Dome and you try to put up shots in the Carrier Dome compared to the Mellow Center, compared to any arena he's played in before. Yes, Frank I Howard, expect his, Frank I Howard, expect his percentages him to shoot will go better. up. I Frank think. Howard never really had the comfort level to be able to go out there and play his own game. So how do we know he can't actually shoot better than 24%? Beheim never gave him the opportunity to play. Now that this team is playing through Tyus Battle, playing through Frank Howard, and then you have Brissett complimenting both of them, like there's at least this team knows how to score its points, where last year on any given night it could have been Leiden going off for 30. It could have been Gillen going off for 43 and keeping you in the NC State game. It could have been Andrew White hitting nine threes, going nine of ten from three. You know, like... This team knows how to get its points, and I think a lot of the uh, stagnation this year comes from just being younger, whereas last year you had more experience and you still didn't know how to get it. This year they're figuring it out. The chemistry looks a lot better, and we always say experience guard play makes teams good. Last year you had experience, and we were not good because he did what he, Gillen was not used to playing in the ACC, was not used to playing for Bayheim. Experience this year, you have Frank Howard and Tyus Battle. Frank Howard played for Jim Beheim now for three years. And I, I think this is a, a fair debate, Max. I, I will stand firm with the fact that I believe last year's team had had more answers. They had, again, Lydon, Torian Thompson, matchup problems for this year's team. Andrew White would have been a matchup problem the way he was able to knock down the three. I, I Wouldn't will you go love back. to watch Torian Thompson play against Pascal Chukwu in the post? Yeah, I mean, that, again, fascinating matchup, yeah. right? And then you pull Chuku away from the basket, and then that makes you you know, susceptible exactly. on the inside. I think last year's team had too many answers on the offensive end. I will go back to what—so I think that is a fair debate. And I, I, I respect your opinion, Max. I just disagree with that. I think if you put the, the big threes next to each other, I would absolutely rather Howard battle Brissett if the game's on yes. the line over Gillen, White, and Lydon because they are so versatile. And, and they, I think they bring more to the table and, and, and make it tougher for opponents to— to defend. We do need to take another time out. We'll wrap up Orange Nation right after this on ESPN Radio.